If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, which Christ sitteth on the right hand, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Let's pray. Father, encourage your people and draw us closer into you. And take your word, Lord, and inscribe it upon every heart and print it upon every mind. And glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. We ask it for his name's sake. Amen. This is Riches of the New Covenant part 14, is it? Maybe 15, I've lost count now. Anyhow, there's so much in the cross of Christ. That is the cross work of Christ. There's so much that you and I don't even realize we have. I reckon 90 something, I'm only, I could be completely wrong, but 90 something percent of Christians that you speak to don't realize who they are in Christ, what they have in Christ, and that there's more for them in the Lord Jesus Christ. And many Christians are happy to go to church, sing a hymn, and go home. And they may be saved, but they're paddling in the shallows. There are other Christians who will come in and maybe, uh, with some sort of fervency of a heart, they'll come in, worship a while, and if they get a breakthrough, or if they get a, a touch of God about them, then they're happy enough with that, so they'll go home. And if that is that Christian who just decides then, well, we have clocked our card, we have had a, a goosebump experience, we've had a nice tingling sensation, and we are saved, a sense the presence of God, then you're only paddling at the knees. And then there are those Christians who'll come in and experience that and search for a little more, but every now and again, Instead of pressing into God, they'll go so far and no further in the Word of God and in the Spirit of God. And they're up to the loins or up to the waist. But you see, their feet are still upon the bottom. Their feet are still upon terra firma. And they'll feel the current off the water, whether it's ankle, knees, or loin. You'll feel the current push you a little more at the loin than the ankle and so on. And you'll feel a touch of the Spirit. You'll sense a moving of the Holy Ghost. But then you'll walk back out to shore. Had enough for today. I've experienced enough and I think I want to dry my feet now. We'll go back another day and paddle again. That is the experience of many Christians. You know what happens? 
You go out that often, you go out for good. And you walk away and you go through the motions of church life. This is not condemnation, by the way. This is observation. And you go through the motions of church life, but there is so much, so much that the Lord has for you. So much that the Lord has for our lives, for our assembly. There is so much that God has already given. And you and I have just not received it. This book, the Bible, that we say we stand upon and we read, do we really? Can I ask you, do we really? Now please, this is not condemnation. I'm bringing you somewhere, asking our own individual selves, do we really stand on the word? Do we really believe what the word says? Now here's the hard one. Do we really do what the word tells us? Do we practice it? When the word, whether it's the written word we're reading or the preached word of God, and we're in a meeting and we don't really desperately like the word that we have heard, but we know that the word of God is speaking to our hearts. In other words, for example, the Bible tells us to be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Now, here is the crux of the crossroad. Is God more important than that relationship? And if not, then how much do we know God? Here's another one. Whenever we are told that we must yield to the Holy Spirit in our lives and the preacher's preaching and the the word of God's going forth and uh, the Lord is saying, you know, Come in closer, enter in, and you know the Spirit is moving and convicting and convincing you. And yet we stand back on the shore again, ask ourselves again, do we really know who we are in Christ? Don't really like it, so we'll not do it. You are not disobeying the pastor, by the way. But if it's God, you're disobeying the Lord. God is so much more and he has already given us everything we need. He gave us his son and the blood of his son. He gave us the outpouring of his spirit and he gave us, of course, his own precious word. That is enough to equip you and I in this life and in the life that is to come. But how equipped are you for this life? This life is a training ground for the life that is to come. You know when a trainer trains up a a, a sportsman, it's for the field that is to come. And here we are as, as it were, sportsmen and women in the spiritual realm for the field of administration in the kingdom of God that is coming. So to say, well, I'm happy to be a tinker along, plot along Christian, take or leave the things that I want. And you may well be saved. And to say that that's me, that's enough, I need none else, I need no more. When kingdom come, where will you be in the overcoming body of saints and in the kingdom administration? 
For it's in this life we learn to yield to the word. To live in the spirit. And it's in this life we learn to love the Lord Jesus Christ. If you don't love him here, you won't love him there. And if you don't love him here, I would dare say that you know him. Here we have the riches of the new covenant. Understand this morning. If I could stand on top of, top of this pulpit and I said with respect to everyone and shout down into everyone. I'll look at that word maybe next week, God willing, or the week after. And shout down into everyone to try and get people to understand. To try and get people to start thinking about these things. Seeking God about these things. Praying about these things. Worrying more about or considering more the things of God than worrying about what others are thinking or saying and saying, Lord, I want you. I need you. It's you in my life. It's me and you, Lord Jesus. You are all that matters. Notice what it says in our reading. If ye be risen with Christ. So I'm taking it we are. If ye be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Are you seeking the things of heaven in your life? Are you seeking the things of the spirit in your life? Are you seeking the gifts and the operation of the Holy Ghost? Are you seeking when we pray, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now listen, his name is always hallowed. But when we're praying that, Realize that when you're praying that, you're saying, Lord, your name is hallowed, hallow it here. Hallow it in my life. Hallow it in my family. Hallow it in my neighborhood. Hallow it in our nation. Hallow it in our assembly. That's what you're praying. praying. Hallow it be thy name. In other words, as your name is reverenced Jesus, as your name is exalted As your name is lifted high. As the name of Jesus rings out throughout all the courts of heaven. And throughout all of eternity. By cherubim and seraphim and angel and elder alike. By beasts that sit around the throne and worship. Lord may that happen on earth. May it happen in my life. Where Christ is my life. That's what you're praying. Hallowed be thy name. Listen. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come when you're praying that. You're saying all that is in heaven. The glory of it. The wonder of it. The majesty of it. The power of it. All that is in heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Where? On earth, as it is in heaven. And how is that kingdom power administrated on earth? And remember, you are moving in the spirit. You're a child of God. You're blood washed, you're blood bought. You're spirit filled. You're going according to the word of God. High is that kingdom administration administered in the earth through you, brother, and through me, sister. Through you and I, 
kingdom administration of an overcoming body of blood-washed redeemed saints, the children of the living God, that we are going according to the word, filled with the Holy Ghost, and we are not only praying for people, we're leading people to Christ, we're showing kingdom power, we're showing kingdom authority, we're showing kingdom righteousness and glory in our nation and in our lives. It starts with us. Starts with you. Knowing who you are in God. Knowing who you are in Christ. Look it's no good really. And and I say this with reverence and respect to you. And and before God I say it with reverence and respect. But it it makes little use when we go to pray about a situation. Or pray about a person. Or we go to pray for the sick. And if we don't believe it that God is going to do it or can do it. Then we might as well not pray. It's knowing who we are in Christ. It's knowing who we are connected to and knowing who infills us that when we pray, you are the hands and the feet. You are the mouthpiece of Almighty God. You are the body of Christ, the church, which is his body. And so you and I are to move in the realm speaking The oracles, the word, the things of God. Notice this. If you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. So here we have seek heaven. Where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God, seek Christ. Don't seek the gifts, seek the giver. Don't seek even healing, seek the healer. Seek Christ. And when we have him seeking the kingdom of God, seeking the central, the kernel, the nutshell, the pivotal point from whom all flows and from whom all comes. Christ the center of glory. Christ the lamb that was slain is now resurrected sitting in the throne of God. And when we seek him we are right in the center of God's will and God's throne. We are then in the center of God's kingdom authority and power. Seek Christ, love him, worship him, adore him. Seek the Lord Jesus in your life, more of you, Lord. I want more of you, I need more of you, I desire more of you. Oh, as the deer panteth after the water, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. In other words, let your soul pant after the things of God. And once you start to drink from the fountains of life, the rivers of living water, you will want more of him. Notice this. Seek heaven. Seek Christ who sitteth at the right hand of God. The right hand is the place, the power, and the authority of God. Set your affections. Let your heart be pointed toward. Let your mind be pointed toward. Set your affections on things above, not on things in the earth where we are cumbersome about with so many earthly problems and earthly things, says, look, seek Christ, let him sort it out. Seek him, and he will bless you. He will add all these things unto you, as he says. So think, seek heaven, seek Christ. Think heaven. Now here's our scripture for today. For ye are dead, but you're alive. (laughs) But you're dead to self, living for Christ. For ye are dead, and your life is hid 
with Christ in God. My Christian, this is when I want to stand up here on this pulpit and shout down everyone's ears. Please listen, get it on, and take it on board. Chew it over. I want you to go home thinking about it. Get up in the morning. I want you to start claiming it and praising it and, and proclaiming it and calling on it and saying that my life is hid with Christ and God. In other words, everything that you are, everything that you have, all your hopes and ambitions, hopes and plans, as we sing, are surrendered into him. And he multiplies like he multiplied the bread and the fish. He gives more to you than you could ever give to him. For your life is securely wrapped up in Christ and then placed in the heart of God. And since Christ since then placed in the heart of God. And since Christ, since Christ is at the right hand of the Father, since Christ is in the place of power and authority of the kingdom, the Lamb in the midst of the throne, your life is there with Him. That's who you are in Christ. That's who you are. When you're praying, oh Lord, I so weak and weary and meek and mild. <laughs> Lord, my life is hid with Christ in you. Father, I am praying in Jesus' name. And prayer, prayer with reverence yet boldness and authority. Believing that he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you could ever ask or think. Listen, according to the power that worketh in you. That works in you. You see? Here we have, for your, you are dead and your life is hid with Christ and God. So here we have, <coughs> think heaven. Seek heaven, seek Christ, think heaven. Now notice, think union. Think union. Your life is hid with God in Christ. See this verse? Your life is hid with God in Christ. It speaks of security. It speaks of unity. It speaks of ability. (coughs) It speaks of authority. I want to just briefly show you a couple of these for time is flowing. But let's go to John chapter 10. Just briefly read a few verses. John chapter 10. Do you see whenever you're praying? Or do you see when you're going to pray while there's for someone that needs encouraged in the Lord or You're going to witness or you're going to testify. You're going to preach and you say, I can't in this spiritual context. I can't. You are taking all that you are out of Christ. You're taking all that Christ has already set in place for you and within you, out of you. I can't. That's okay. He can. So you say, I can do all things. Now notice this in... uh, John chapter 10 verse 27. Now notice the unity here. Notice the security here. 
My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give unto them eternal life. Notice, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Notice the security you have in Christ. Nothing nor no one present, past or future, nothing in today or your tomorrow, physical or spiritual, no angel, no principality, no power, nor things present, nor things to come, as Paul says in Romans 8, shall be able to separate you from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. When you are Christ, you're right into the very heart of God. Christ is the heart of God and your life is hid in the heart of the Father. That's where you are this morning. Physically you're sitting here in Donoclonatum. Sitting here uh, listening to the word. But positionally you are sitting in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You are in the heart, the place, power, authority of Almighty God. I think God could hear your prayer. I think God could answer. Notice this. That's the security. John 17, we'll stay in John, it'll be quicker for us. We'll do a couple of these, we'll wrap it up and then we'll carry on next week. John 17, verse 18, please. Verse 18. As thou hast sent me, the Lord Jesus is praying to his Father. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, notice, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. That's you and me. That they all may be one as thy father, notice, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou givest me, I have given them. Notice it. The glory which thou have given me, I have given them. That they may be one, even as we are one. I and them and thou and me. That they may be perfect and one. That the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Father... I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. There's your security, brother. There's your security in Christ, sister. In other words, Jesus says, Father, the union that I have, the oneness with you, He says, Lord, I want them to be in us like that. And how is it that we are one with the Lord? Through the Holy Ghost. Through the giving of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Now let's move on. Time is almost up. We're going to have to just wrap up and do another one. Go to John 14, please. So that security, unity... Ability, John 14. 
Let's just read it two verses here. Verse 13. Notice what the Lord Jesus says, ability. And whatsoever you ask in my name, that will I do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. That's the ability. Go with me to John chapter 1. You all know this, I read it not so long ago. John chapter 1. Here is the authority in verse 12. But as many as received him to them, give ye power to become the sons of God, even to them what believe in his name, which were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. The word to as many as receive him, to them give ye power to become the sons of God. The word power is the word exousia. To them give he the right. To them give he the privilege. To them give he the license. To become the sons of God, even to them that believe in his name. There is kingdom authority. Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1. And verse 5, please. From Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, notice, and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. In other words, Christ has made you and I kings. Christ has made you and I Overcomers, Christ has placed you and I who are living the life of an overcoming life before the Lord. He has placed you and I as trainees, as it were, of administration, administration in the kingdom of God. And he's also placed you and I as a kingdom of priests. In other words, you and I are exactly where Christ is hidden. Our life is hid with Christ in God, and when you and I pray, we are directly. You might be in this room. You might be in your bedroom. You might be in the car. You might be in the kitchen. You might be at your workplace. But as soon as you turn your mind and your actions toward God, whether praying to God or praying about something or praying for someone, then you must realize that you are positioned right at the very heart of Almighty God, for you are a priest unto God. In other words, you can come right into his presence as soon as you fix your mind, as soon as if you want, close your eyes, as soon as you open your mouth to speak to Almighty God about a circumstance, a situation, a problem, whether it's health or financial or whatever it may be, as soon as you turn your mind, believer, toward God in Christ, you are directly at the very heart of Almighty God. You're at the very heart of Almighty God for your life is hid in Christ, in God. You're right at the heart of God. So when you're praying, come with reverence, come with respect, but come with boldness and say, Oh, Father, I'm coming as your child. And Father, your son has said, if a son come to his father and is in need of anything and asks of his father bread, will he give him a stone? Do you think your father is going to give you something that will hurt you? Your father wants to bless you. You need bread, he'll give you bread. You want fish, he'll give you fish. Whatever your needs are, he is more than able 
to meet you at the point of your need. Spiritual, physical, financial, no matter what it may be, you are at the very heart of Almighty God in Christ. And here's what the old hymn writer said, Charles Wesley. The Father hears him pray. His dear anointed one, he cannot turn away the presence of his son. And when God looks at you, he doesn't look at you as you are sitting here. He looks at you at the new covenant, at the riches of it, at the blood that was shed, at the Holy Ghost outpouring. And he sees his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he cannot turn away the presence of his son. For we are hid in Christ and Christ in God. So whenever you're praying, the Father sees you, yes, looks at you, but he just sees the face of Jesus. He sees his only begotten. He sees the one he loves. He sees the darning of his bosom and the apple of his eye. Yet here's your prayers and he answers according to Jesus. Now there's a way to believe and there's a way to pray and there's a way to serve. Time is flowing. God bless you. Started getting excited. I'm going to keep that for the night.